Back to the coffee hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is uh, Series Tuesday. Is that what we call it now? Sure. Well, we had such a great time with our series. <laughs> uh, we had two series back in September and October. Uh, the Lutherans for Life speakers for the National yeah. Conference. And He Restores My Soul. Um, it was a, a joy to get to uh, meet all the... the um, authors of the various chapters of He Restores mm-hmm. My Soul. And you got to meet them in person at the, the, at the book person. signing. That was, was exciting. That was great. Uh, and so we love series. And what, what, can you, what can you dig into for a series? And I was listening to a sermon one day. And I, I said, a brilliant idea. I want to, <laughs> While you were listening to I want sermon. to dig into more about how to listen to a sermon. So I sent a message to our friend, Pastor Phil Hoppy at uh, Peace Lutheran Church in Finlayson, Minnesota, and St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Bruno, Minnesota, and said, hey, will you do this series with us? We're going to talk about how to listen to a sermon. And um, after much bribing, no, just kidding. Uh, he, he willingly uh, accepted the challenge. And so joining us today, Pastor Phil Hoppy, Peace Lutheran Church, Finlayson, Minnesota, St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Bruno, Minnesota. Uh, such a joy to have you with us today, Pastor Hoppy. Hey, very good to be with you and happy to be part of this uh, series uh, approach here that you guys are doing now. Do you feel special that you get to be part of a four-part I- series? I do. I'm, I'm, you know, just tickled pink about it. <laughs> uh, tell us about the, the good folks at uh, Peace Lutheran Church in Finlayson, Minnesota, and St. Paul Lutheran Church in Bruno, Minnesota. Oh, there are two congregations that have been working together as long as basically any of the people here can remember. Uh, two different communities about uh, 17 miles apart, uh, but uh, each uh, doing their work uh, in uh, their own setting. And then uh, increasingly we're trying to come together to do some different things too. For instance, we have a, a young families group we just started that's a joint uh, between the two congregations talking about uh, being in the Word daily in our homes. And being in the Word uh, includes hearing God's Word in the services, whether it's prayer services or divine service. Uh, so how do we go about preparing? Let's, today we'll talk about how to prepare to listen to a sermon. And then uh, in the next episode, we'll, the next time in this series, um, what actually happens during the sermon, uh, we'll do that. Uh, and then what to listen for. And then finally... We'll conclude in the last part of the series with uh, what do I do with it? Now that I've heard this sermon, do I, is there anything I do with it? Uh, so after a sermon, what, what do we do with it? So how do we prepare for a sermon? It, it, let's start with, um, you know, before a sermon, maybe it's a week before, a month before. Uh, what do I do to prepare for a sermon? Yeah, well, uh, the first thing I'd say, and this might seem at first a little bit disconnected from the topic, but I think one of the best ways to be prepared to listen to a sermon on an average Sunday is to make sure that you are in the Word uh, and praying daily uh, in your home. Uh, It's, um, you know, the sermon should not strike you on Sunday morning as something just so drastically different from everything else that you're taking in during (laughs) the week. So hopefully, right, all uh, the week you're hearing God's word, you're praying that word uh, back to him and bringing your petitions before him. And so when you come in to listen to a sermon, it is 
different, obviously, in the sense that now uh, you're going to be listening to the pastor give that word, uh, and uh, just the setting is obviously different, uh, but that in some senses then there's this continuity between what's happening in your home uh, during the week and what's happening on Sunday mornings. And so I think that's the first way to be prepared to listen to a sermon is just to be in the word uh, in general. Um, the, the next thing I would say uh, is uh, sort of do some preparation of your mind or heart or, you know, each culture likes to talk about different body parts, you know, being uh, the heart of the emotions or the uh, intellect, but whatever you call it, right, prepare yourself uh, for this task by thinking, uh, if not every week, every once in a while, what what is a sermon? Ask yourself that question. Kind of think about what it is uh, when you are there that you are participating in. What does God send this word forward for? Um, and, you know, to put in in the most basic sense there, I guess I would say, right, remember this is God sending you someone to give you his word. Um, and uh, when we really take that in, right, then we begin to do what the catechism tells us that we should do in the third uh, commandment and its meaning, right, that we begin to hold uh, preaching in his word sacred, and we gladly hear and learn it. I think sometimes we just forget uh, that this is an act of God coming down to speak to us through his sent ones. Um, so that that would be kind of the uh, sort of the preparation, I would think, in terms of sort of thinking through things. Uh, I do have a couple other, you know, practical suggestions if you want those now, too, or... It's, it's sure. Sarah's turn to talk. I'm sorry. I'm jumping in. It's Sarah's turn to talk. <laughs> Let's hear them. Okay. Well, the other thing would just be uh, to read the text uh, before you get to worship, if you have uh. a chance. Now, for some people, they might say, "Well, where, you know, where do I even uh, get those?" Well, certainly you could ask your pastor, and he would provide them. I know some congregations will uh, put in their bulletin right the text for the next week, and I think that's a good practice. I often, or well, I don't do it. I should. It's one of those <laughs> things when you're preparing something like this, you say, "Hey, yeah, I should do that too." <laughs> Um, <laughs> but, um, and, and then the other practical thing is, uh, either, right, read those texts before, or if not, right, and you get to church and you haven't had a chance to do that, well, realize that during the reading of the text is a time to truly focus if you're going to be want to, if you're going to want to be ready, uh, to hear the sermon. And we all know, um, especially depending on who's in the pew with us and what our responsibility is towards those other people, uh, it, it can be awful hard, right? The, the readings can come and they can be halfway over before we, you know, seem to turn on our, our listening. And I know occasionally being in the pew, I, I do the same thing. But uh, one of the things that we prepare for the sermon would just be to say, okay, the readings are going to uh, be read right now. I need to do my best in every way I can to focus so that I kind of I'm already thinking about these texts when the pastor begins to to speak about them. And then the last thing I'd say is just pray immediately uh, before service or immediately before the sermon. Uh, something as simple as, right, uh, you know, open my ears uh, to your word, Lord. Something like that, that uh, I think those would all be fine, practical ways to get prepared to hear a sermon. 
You mentioned uh, reading over the the readings b- before getting to the service, so that the, they're in your 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 mind a little bit. Uh, is is there something to look for in these readings, uh, or or um, a way to read through them so that you're not just mindlessly reading the texts, but actually trying to uh, get them into your mind and your heart before you get to the service? I think so. One of the things um, I would suggest um, is. Um, there's a, a thing our Lutheran Church Missouri Synod puts out called uh, the lectionary summaries. Uh, and um, I don't know if you guys do show notes or anything with your mm-hmm. podcast, but we certainly could include a link there. But if you just Google uh, lectionary summaries, LCMS, uh, it should come right up for you. Um, and it's just a brief thing each week that tells you sort of what the theme for the week is uh, and then tells you what the text are so if if it's not in your bulletin and you don't have a chance to ask your pastor uh, you know I might look at that and and that kind of goes to helping you start to why are these three texts that we usually read how are they related that's one good thing to be thinking and then the second is overall what are these texts trying to do right are they um, are, are they primarily a word of exhortation are they a word of comfort are they a word uh, of rebuke uh, and starting to ask some of those questions can actually be really good uh, for thinking ahead towards the sermon so that's a really good resource. We will be able to uh, link to that in the show notes for today. Uh, are there are there other resources that that are good for for listeners for hearers uh, to dig into a little bit? Yeah, I think the other thing that uh, I would just suggest and uh, is I'm I'm always kind of pushing people back to our catechisms, both the small and the large catechism. And again, not every week are you going to read, you know, the uh, small catechism and the meaning to the third commandment or or, uh, the large catechism. Uh, But uh, do that every once in a while, right? It's, It's good to go back to the the basics there and say, again, it really does help us think about what a sermon is and how we're to uh, take it. Uh, Just as I was uh, thinking about this, you know, I just was reading myself again a little bit through the large catechism, you know, and just a, a small quote like this, it says there, the word of God is the true holy thing above all holy things, right? And you you kind of read that, and if you can pause for a second uh, and really take that in, right, that's a pretty uh, powerful statement. And when we hear that, right, then that really does help us prepare our minds to to focus, to meditate, and, you know, again, as the small catechism says, to hold all this stuff sacred, to hold it holy. Uh, And therefore, right, if we really do that, then gladly hearing it and learning it uh, is much easier, right, if we we truly think this is one of the most important things we'll hear all week. So we've talked about you know, listening to the word, being in the word, reading the word, and and hearing the word uh, throughout the week in our homes to prepare for that, and and uh, maybe what that that word for that week, the the text for that week, um, what we might learn from that, or what questions we might have as we prepare for the sermon. So it's been all about me up until this point, because um, <laughs> it's all about me. But one last thing uh, as we wrap up today. What about what can I do for my pastor as he prepares for the sermon for the upcoming Sunday? Sure. Well, uh, absolutely. One is uh, you can you know pray for him as he's doing that work. Again, if you take this task uh, as one that God is doing, right, it's one that both 
uh, preacher and hearer should uh, approach then with some reverence and even a little fear, right? That if the pastor is going to get up and say, uh, this is right, the word of the Lord that I'm preaching to you, um, he needs uh, all the help he can get. And in that sense, primarily the help of the Holy Spirit. And so we can pray for our pastor. Uh, the other thing I think we have to do, especially in our modern world, is um, make space for our pastor to have time to study the word. Uh, that may sound weird, but uh, I really believe more and more uh, that we have to tell our pastors it's okay to not do task, you know, 35, 36, and 37 today, and it's okay to sit and study the text for a little longer and to meditate upon it and to read some uh, of what other people have written. Um, uh, you know, I've I've noted lately, you know, it's sort of pastors, especially in our circles, are expected to do what they've always done and then a hundred other things uh, that pastors used to not uh, necessarily do, like, you know, post things to Facebook and, <laughs> you know, record sermons and stream audio and all this kind of stuff. And so I think it is important uh, as hearers of the word to let your pastor know you value that enough that you want him to spend time on that task, that it shouldn't be sermon done, but I need to actually take some time to do this uh, well and to understand the word well. Our guest today, the Reverend Phil Hoppe, pastor of Peace Lutheran Church of Inlayson, Minnesota, St. Paul's Lutheran Church, Bruno, Minnesota. We'll continue our series next week as well. You're listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere. Bye, bye, bye.